Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your co-host Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye. We was trying to hook up with uh, Congressman Hank Johnson, who played a stellar role in the House Judiciary Committee uh, proceedings that led up to the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And uh, I must admit, uh, I did not hear uh, in the opposition anyone talking about what the charges were. They right. talked about the process, but the thing about it is you had a, a State Department officials that have served Democrats and Republicans coming in saying what they heard, talking about hearsay. There was no hearsay, absolutely no hearsay. And then the president goes off to doing the kind of things he does, insulting young ladies last week that was one of the leaders in climate change, bring that issue to the world's attention. And now uh, Representative Dingell talking about her husband, a valiant servant for the people for many, many decades, uh, about uh, his disposition. And the man has no shame. That's all I can say, Hayward. Well, I was very proud of Pramila Jayapolt, our congresswoman from out here. She was impressive. She was stellar. And she just let the evidence speak for itself. Look, at you said it on TV, Mr. President. You said it to the whole world. You even asked the Chinese to come in. And we know that you've been working with the Russians. But Pramila was great. She made me very proud to be a Washingtonian. Well, I'll tell you, uh, uh, one good thing that's come about this whole thing is that, I mean, uh, Trezor's going to have his supporters, <clears throat> but I don't think there'll be nearly enough. And it's unfortunate how they turn their back on the truth. And, you know, to sit up talking about Lisa, Lisa, what about Stormy, Stormy? Everybody around this man is either indicted or in jail, uh, you know, and they all have been carrying his water all this time. So it just, it's really amazing this has happened. But I tell you what, before we get started, let me, first of all, say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone and let folks know that Urban Forum Northwest is, and I want to shout, give a shout-out to Leslie Jones of Sound Transit, Small Business Development Labor Compliance Office. Wish her and her staff a happy holiday season. The City of Seattle Purchasing and Construction Services Office, Liz Alzier and Mark and Jesse and all of her staff, Carol Wong and the rest of the crew, a happy holidays to you. The Port of Seattle Diversity Contracting Office, uh, Mia and Rice is the director, and they will be uh, our new sponsor. We'll be getting uh, their uh, information to put on the air very soon. Concord Concessions, uh, David Fukuhara and his crew out at SeaTac, and other airports. Yeah. Want to wish you guys a happy holiday season. SeaTac Bar Group, LLC, uh, Rod O'Neill and Jerry Whitsitt. Want to thank you, brothers, first lieutenants, the Desert Storm veterans. And Stephanie Owen did a very outstanding job the whole year with Solstice Media, keeping our technology straight. Uh, then uh, I want to give a shout-out of condolence. Uh, Roland Akers passed away, and he will be uh, funeralized on Friday, uh, December 27th at Tabernacle Missionary Baptist Church. That will be at 11 o'clock a.m. And uh, so just want to let you know that there are some other things that's happening, too. I know that uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Alan Bell from the Royal Esquire Club. Uh, they'll be having their uh, Christmas Bazaar on Saturday. We'll be talking with him. Uh, we have a new president of the Seattle branch of the NAACP. Uh, that's Carolyn Riley Payne. Uh, she's been busy already, her and Claude. I'm so glad that they were able to go out to Kennedy High School this week and take care of some business. Well, President Carolyn Riley Payne, the new president of the Seattle branch, the NAACP, Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye. Uh, how you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Okay, so uh, now that you are the president, uh, and I was telling some uh, parents out at Kennedy High School, uh, who uh, actually their children were having some difficulties about the first step they need to take is to join the Seattle NAACP and get engaged with the, the civil rights uh, fighters uh, so they could deal with the issues you guys are that they're being confronted with at Kennedy High School. So why don't you just take a minute, and we we know we honored you in July for your all your many years of service with the NAACP AXO, Afro-Academic Technological Scientific Olympics. and uh, You were the queen. And and you were the queen of the, the African-American uh, seafare float, the first one since 81. So uh, you have extended... Uh, from being the queen to the president. <laughs> so, you're, so you really own, you own the rise, lady. So why don't you just take a minute or so and tell our uh, listeners a little bit about your background. About my background, well, uh, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I've been in the civil rights 
a movement era since I was 12. I was the vice president of the youth council of my NAACP branch in Durham, North Carolina, where I was born and raised. I moved to Washington, D.C. I've been a, I'm a teacher. Um, I taught school and uh, special ed. Um, I've been, uh, I'm a, a mediator. Uh, I worked in the federal government for 30-some years at, as the uh, in the Human uh, Resources Department. At that time, it was called personnel, but like everything else, we had we evolved. And so workforce management and where I was the operations chief uh, with um, the National uh, Arbitration and uh, Mediation Program under my uh, supervision. I am, uh, of course, as you mentioned, I was the AXO chair. I, my background uh, crown is there. Is I was very instrumental in helping start the Region 10 of Blacks in Government with Austin and Willis Tate. Mm-hmm. I um, also was the regional president, uh, regional manager for federally employed women and the uh, vice president for cultural awareness for that, the national vice president for national for that national organization. So I have been involved in, in all, all aspects of civil rights. Uh, one of the other things that I've done in, in, in promoting women is I was the president of the executive board for the Jubilee Women's Center, which is a transitional housing, uh, saving one woman at a time, homeless, uh, for homeless women here in Seattle. So I have been involved in the movement. I was, oh, I, oh, this is one thing that people probably don't remember, don't know about me, that I was part of the march um, when they were sitting in and all of, um, uh, I was at, that was one of the things that our youth council did. And so I know what it is to be, you know, uh, hit, spit on, pushed, put in jail, all of those things. And so that's part of who I am. And now we know that uh, there's uh, been some, Challenges and struggles with the NAACP. We're going to look to the future. We're not going to look to the past. So uh, why don't you share with our listeners exactly what you're engaged in right now, what the priorities of the Seattle branch are? Well, right now we're just, uh, we are working on stabilizing ourselves internally and getting our uh, executive committee back to full strength. So we are out recruiting. We're looking for people to become involved, to join the, first of all, to join the organization. Uh, the organization is bigger than any one person, and we have a lot of work to do uh, in this city. Contrary to what people believe, that there is no racism in this city, that is not the case. Uh, so uh, we are going to be moving forward with um, uh, our freedom, uh, our freedom fund celebrations. Our AXO program will be uh, on revving uh, up and. Uh, We'll be doing that. Uh, so we are doing. We are still doing our criminal justice, our political action, our police accountability. We are still involved and still doing those activities. Although, uh, in addition to not although, in addition to our trying to stabilize ourselves internally uh, and get us back on the right track. So I want to assure the community that we are still working. We are still here. And we are uh, doing the work of the people. And they will be in January when we kick off our new year. Uh, they will be here. We'll be laying out our plan uh, for the coming year. Now, that meeting in January, when is that? Is that January 6th? When, when is it? What? The, uh, our, our executive committee meeting? Yes. It's, we meet the second uh, Monday and the fourth Monday of the month. And from that perspective, now I know I, I, now I'm a member, uh, but I don't know when my dues are due again. Am I going to get a letter or something? And is, are we getting a mailing out? So everybody should know you're the president now. I think that's going to make an extreme difference. You can go online and renew your membership, everybody. Yeah, but I don't know when mine's up. I can, I can renew it anyway. Yeah, okay. just go ahead and renew it, and you'll be safe. Well, renew it, and, and, uh, <laughs> and hey, while you're, while you're renewing, become a life member. Then you're going to have to worry about it. 
Oh, that, yes, that, that's uh, is on my bucket list. Amen. Okay, put it on your bucket list, and uh, and uh, this is the only organization, uh, one of the few organizations in the world that you can take ten years to uh, pay off your membership. Mm, okay. So, <laughs> so okay. So that's fifty dollars or seventy five dollars a year. It's thirty five dollars a year, uh, thirty dollars a year for uh, general membership. Life Adults. members are seven hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But but now, did you say I could pay that off over ten years, or was that said jokingly? <laughs> no, that's true. It, I well, well, we would not like for you to take that long. Well, I'm just you saying. Pay you can pay seventy-five dollars a year to start your life membership, mm-hmm. uh, but um, most people just uh, pay it off in two or three in, uh, installments if they don't pay it off in the beginning. Okay, uh, now, yeah, Carolyn, so let's go. Way. We didn't get out the membership. I encourage. Uh, I know you and uh, Claude Burfick, we guys were out at uh, Kennedy High School with some issues out there, and I did encourage the parents who called me to make sure they join the NAACP. Uh, so they could strengthen the organization, have the representation they need. So what other issues does the branch have prioritized right now? Uh, in addition to um, the education issues, uh, police accountability. We're, working, we're still working on a police accountability, and uh, we're trying to get, uh, well, we partnership we're, we have been partnering with I think the uh, we started a partnership with the police and we're trying to continue that uh, in terms of making sure that partnership does not include our not does not preclude our not speaking out when things happen and when things are not going uh, our way uh, and the juvenile jail we still will uh, involved in t- uh, that getting our kids uh, services, et cetera, rather than incarceration and having um, them charged as adults. Exactly. We're, being, yeah. we're getting ready to, uh, we're looking into that, how that's happening more and more now where our young people are, uh, we have 12, 13, and 14-year-olds being charged as adults for crimes. And yeah. so we're, that's one of the main issues that we're working, we'll be working on. Yeah. I was, uh, 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 I was hoping that that uh, youth jail could be turned into a shelter Amen. for the homeless students at the CL Public Schools. I know they have a significant number at Leshy, at uh, at, at uh, uh, Garfield, and other schools. So, uh, but uh, Carolyn, we're going to have you on at least once a month so we can update uh, the community. And the next meeting is when, and they also give us the email address. Uh, uh, SKC, Seattle King County. Uh, dot org at, at Seattle King County at gmail dot org. Okay. And the next general membership meeting? I'm sorry, what? The next general membership meeting. The general membership meeting is the and I'm sorry I don't have a calendar for okay. it. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll get back with you. We're gonna we're gonna have you back on before that meeting. So thank you very much, Carolyn Roddy Payne. Congratulations for being the president of the Seattle branch of NAACP, one of the oldest civil rights organizations in the state. So thank you very much. Okay, uh, can I say one thing? Okay, hurry up. <laughs> okay, one thing I want to say right quick is that uh, we need people to join. We need people to come out and be a part, be active, get on the committees and help us. Uh, this is a volunteer organization, so we need people to uh, become active and get on a committee of your choice. I'm going to ask Sade Moore and, 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 and attorney uh, Bobby Alexander. He's going to be on pretty soon. So thank you very much, oh, President. Thank you. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, our next guest is one of the one of the stars of the Judiciary Committee uh, hearing on impeachment, and that's Congressman Hank Johnson out of Georgia. So, uh, brother, you are the, are the kettle called in the pot black was outstanding. <laughs> Well, I tell you, it was uh, definitely um, appropriate for the uh, for the moment. Yeah, I'm glad the message got across. Yeah, it did. Matter of fact, I think you showed up in every major publication across that one, all across the country. So, but once again, we know that the uh, the president of the 45 has his supporters, and come hell or high water, uh, you know, it's amazing to me how just about everybody around him is in jail or is indicted. Or and uh, as I understand, there's a whole bunch of investigations still underway, and folks got upset when 
uh, I guess uh, uh, Congressman Schiff got these uh, records and I found uh, Congressman Nunez's name on there calling the White House and going to, to Switzerland to meet with people. So I guess that doesn't mean anything to Trump supporters. But but go ahead, sir. We want to want to hear from you. You were there. and We were very proud of the role you played in that hearing. Well, thank you. It was a real honor for me to uh, be a participant uh, in the Judiciary Committee proceedings as they wound their way up to the floor of the House where we took action last night to, for the third time in the nation's history, impeach uh, a president. And impeachment is like a, a finding of probable cause to bind a case over to the Senate for a trial, if I could liken it to a criminal proceeding. But it's actually not a judicial proceeding. Uh, a trial in the Senate is in the nature of a political um, uh, it's, it's a political proceeding more than a judicial proceeding. And, um, and so politics uh, is a part of this process. And, and so that means the American people are the ones who make it go. And uh, because the American people uh, voiced uh, their displeasure in 2018 with the status quo, they elected a House of Representatives that was controlled by the Democrats because they wanted to have a check and a balance on what they saw as a out-of-control president an out-of-control executive branch of our government. So they restored Democrats to power in the House of Representatives. But, of course, in the Senate, and their elections are every six years, they're further removed from the people than is the House, where we have elections every two years. And so uh, what I'm trying to say is if it's a political, uh, if, if it's a political proceeding, uh, the people still have a voice in it, and uh, because the people have a vote for those rep for those senators who participate in that proceeding, and so what we have to do is make our views known, the people, to the senators who represent us, and out there in the state of Washington, I think you're privileged to have uh, two fine uh, Democratic senators. Uh, who we expect will listen to the evidence and make the right decision. And in my humble opinion, uh, the, these facts require conviction and removal from office. But unfortunately, we, have, uh, we don't have a majority in the Senate. We've got a, a Senate majority of Republicans, and they're listening to their constituents, their voters. And, uh, you know, they are singing the from the same playbook or from the same hymnal as is Donald Trump. In fact, he's the composer of and the conductor. Uh, hymnal. Yeah. Composer and, and conductor. conductor, right. Yeah, that's right. And with that baton that he wields, he uh, is not just uh, uh, telling you what beat to, to, to uh, keep. He's beating people over the head if necessary with that baton. And folks are scared of him. And uh, so when you're afraid of the conductor who wrote the music, uh, <laughs> you're going to be dancing to that to that tune uh, vigorously. And that's what's happening over there in the Senate. But for those of your listeners who live in states with Republican senators, I'd encourage them to be calling those senators and uh, sending them emails and sending them letters, letting them know that you want that uh, trial to be a trial, not a uh, just a open and shut uh, situation where you come in, hear some arguments, and then you, uh, <clears throat> you take a vote, and it's strictly political uh, like that. We need uh, a more serious political uh, trial than the one that Mitch McConnell is proposing. And with Lindsey Graham, come on, he's chairing the committee. I mean, I'm looking at Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, but, but my concern, uh, Congressman, I'm looking at those districts, which, which states are swing states that, that these Republicans are vulnerable, the ones that we can put some pressure on, even though we're not part of their constituency, we might have uh, relatives or people within that state that we can contact who might be able yeah, to put some added pressure. That's right. Well, um, 
uh, Cory Gardner in Colorado is up for reelection, and he's one of the most endangered Republicans in the country to uh, regain election or, or to win his election in uh, in uh, 2020. He's a uh, he's a person that um, can be uh, pre- he he's subject to being influenced by uh, those who call him and by a flood of, of uh, telephone calls from his constituents, now you telephone see- calls and emails. Uh, and even from across the country, it doesn't do any harm. Susan Collins up in uh, Maine is another uh, a very vulnerable uh, Republican. Now, Susan Rice running against her? Did you, did you hear the Susan Rice, the former National Security Advisor for President Obama might run against uh, 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 for the seat in in, in uh, Miss Collins' seat in Maine. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, not anything lately. Okay, but uh, she definitely needs a good uh, a Democratic opponent uh, to to face, and I'm sure she will have one, whether or not it's Susan right. Susan Rice or some other Democrat, but. Um, uh, she's someone who is uh, is vulnerable, and also, uh, uh, gosh, Lisa uh, Murkowski from uh, Alaska. from Alaska, and then yeah. the senator out of uh, that was appointed out of Arizona. What about her? And uh, yes, that uh, yeah, my former colleague. I'm looking is that, at is that McSally. Is that her name? her name? Yeah, Martha McSally. Okay, she's she is um, vulnerable also. Down okay. in Arizona, okay. And uh, if folks know folks down there, uh, they should call them and have them to call her, and to send some emails and some letters, and let let them know that uh, you know they want a a full and fair trial in the Senate. Uh, it's important that that be done to protect our democracy, and um, so, but. You know, however it goes in the Senate, and right now it doesn't look like there are any true patriots <laughs> in the Senate. Perhaps uh, Lamar Alexander in Tennessee, who's retiring, and uh, Mitt Romney uh, in Utah, who has uh, stood up and said some good things, although I don't know if we can count on him to do yeah. some good things. Um, but, you know, I mean, there there are some possibilities in the Senate, some need to, uh, you know, get some of them working with Chuck Schumer and uh, so that Chuck Schumer has uh, some kind of leverage to to get a, a fair set of rules out of Mitch McConnell that can be voted on and passed by a majority in the Senate. Congressman so Hank Johnson, there's one other thing people keep hearing is that Republicans keep saying that we need to be taking care of the infrastructure. We need to be, do- yeah. be doing this. I share with our listeners how many bills have been passed this uh, at Mitch McConnell, Moscow Mitch's graveyard. Yeah, somewhere between three and four hundred. And what would they? What would they? Uh, what would that they do for the American people? Yeah, these are bills that uh, have common sense gun reform, pres- prescription drug um, affordability legislation, protecting our environment. Uh, Labor rights, uh, equal pay for for equal work for women, uh, just a, a plethora of uh, of issues and bills that have been passed by the House. Even my own Fair Act, which restores the right to a jury trial uh, in consumer uh, and uh, employment cases, as, uh, along with civil rights cases. You have this arbitration process that. Uh, people are forced into, and and the outcomes for uh, complainants are not good. And so we're looking to reestablish the the right to a jury trial in this country on a civil claim. Uh, So all kinds of uh, important legislation that benefits the people uh, has been passed by the House, uh, but it's it's locked up in the Senate, Uh, can't get a hearing, can't get uh, any action on the floor, and instead, Mitch McConnell has been confirming a lot of judges for the uh, court 
for the federal courts of this country, uh, spending all of his time uh, stacking the court with right-wing mm-hmm. uh, judges, young judges who are going to be there for 30 and 40 years, uh, ruling against consumers, ruling, ruling against uh, voting rights, particularly for African Americans. That's why it's so important. Your last guest talked about how important it is to uh, for people to join the NAACP. So Definitely, you, so uh, you heard our new president of the Seattle branch of NAACP, huh? Well, I, I heard the tail end okay. of you all's discussion. See that, I just see that, pre- Madam President. <laughs> people listening to you in D.C. Go ahead, Congressman. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, we need to support our organizations, and the NAACP has been around for many years and done great work uh, throughout all of those years, and uh, their work continues. If you think that there's no need for the NAACP today, uh, you really have not been uh, very astute in well, what's been going on. These folks are trying to take us back to yes. the time when uh, NAACP was founded back in, what, 1909? Yes, indeed. Well, i tell you yeah, one thing. The, the black parents at Kennedy High School know the value of the NAACP, <laughs> and they all should all join because we have some serious racial issues happening at one of our Catholic schools, and hopefully the vice president of the NAACP has called the archbishop already. But anyway, uh, Congressman Johnson, uh, it's really important for people to understand because one of the things that's repeated over and over again is that Congress is so tied up with uh, this impeachment thing and being after uh, the President Trump trying to correct him, he is wrong, that nothing else is getting done. So that it's good to dispel that myth that all these bills, and I understand about 275 of them are bipartisan bills to help uplift and solve the problems in the country, and that hasn't been happening. So. Sir, I really do appreciate your time, and I, you, you were the star of the Judiciary Committee hearings. There's no question about that. So uh, now, do you have a Republican senator in Georgia that's coming up for re-election? Yeah, we do. His name is David Perdue. And, he used uh, to be the governor? Will, uh, no, he, this, he won re-election. He won his election in 2014 as an outsider. He'd never held oh, okay. political office before. Okay. And during that six years in office, he has lived on a private island off the coast of Georgia. Uh, he, he's a multimillionaire uh, businessman uh, who uh, has cut a lot of jobs and uh, uh, made a lot of money off the backs of, mm-hmm. uh, of uh, workers. And uh, and he has not been a uh, has not shown fit to have a town hall meeting the whole five years he's been in there. Well, it sounds like uh, it sounds like Senator Hank Johnson is ready to step up to the plate. <laughs> Come on, Senator. Well, well, I, I'm just happy to be a member of Congress. A little, little too far advanced in age for me to be thinking about other horizons. Uh, I'm just happy to be right here where I am, and we've got a number of great candidates, including my uh, uh, good friend, uh, and former employee John Ossoff, who is running for that seat. Okay, okay, good. You got a candidate. And then we also have Johnny Isaacson, Senator Isaacson, who's retiring at the end of the year because of uh, health issues. And so Governor Kemp, who is the guy that led the effort to take away the voting rights of hundreds of thousands, in fact, over a million uh, residents, uh, thrown off the voting rolls during his seven, during his eight years as Secretary of State. He's now our, the governor, and he has appointed another multi-million dollar business uh, person, a female, uh, to take Senator Isaacson's place. And before she has even gotten on the bench, she's talking about how much she's going to be supporting uh, President Trump. Yeah. Uh, so we have another Trumpite coming in, and uh, we we have uh, people who are running for that seat also in Georgia. Okay, so Georgia right. is going to be a, a a place where we could actually uh, we could have the uh, majority of the Senate hanging in the balance based on what happens in Georgia in 2020. Well, Congressman, I really want to thank you for your time today, and thank you for your work, and I will be in touch. Because we have some things that uh, we need to get done out here, and we also probably need your help. Because, as you know, 
We're a very small, minute piece of the population, but we do live in Martin Luther King Jr. County, yeah. the only municipality in the country named for Dr. King, which is 2,500 square miles, 2.9 million people, and about 40 blacks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're more than that. <laughs> we're well, about 4%. Despite your small numbers, though, you had a big influence out there at the airport. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate your help on that, too. Yeah, so you all you all keep up the fight out there. Uh, it's so great that you have this megaphone that you continue to keep folks enlightened about the issues uh, that need to be addressed and then going at those issues uh, with with uh, full force and having great effect on uh on the outcome. So I want to congratulate you on your efforts out there and anything that I can do to assist, uh, you know, my line is always open to you. Is Dr. Arthur Sidney still with you? Yes, he is. All right. He <laughs> takes care of business too. Yeah. Okay, sir. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and the family. And uh, we'll thank be seeing you, you soon. Happy holidays to you all. Okay. Thank you now. Okay. That was Congressman Hank Johnson out of Georgia, who played a, a prominent role in the House Judiciary Committee hearing. And uh, some of his remarks will be uh, in the history and the annals forever. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with our next guest after this. Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an ORCA card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Our next guest is uh, the illustrious leader of one of the committees for the Seattle King County Martin Luther King Holiday Celebration event. And his name is Attorney Bobby Alexander, who was the co-chair. That was three years ago before you went to Michigan State University Law School. Right, Bobby? Yes, sir. Okay. And you're back in the saddle again. Boy, we got some big plans for you and Sade and all you young folks because we had a big happening that occurred. Uh, I got got a notice from the governor's office yesterday that the Central District uh, Preservation and Community Development Authority, uh, the SVI building on 22nd and Jackson, will be known as the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development. And we need some young, dynamic people on the board of directors. We need some on the selection committee. But let's go back to the reason why you're on the program today. (laughs) But I want to make sure that I got that in. I don't want to forget that because that's one of the most important things happening, a center for our people to have their businesses nourished. Other uh, community organizations will be housed there, and it will have a presence in the community. The gentrification stopped on 22nd and Jackson. (laughs) So Bobby Alexander is the program chair for the Seattle MLK Organizing Coalition's MLK Holiday Celebration that will be occurring on January 20th, 2020. Now, I want folks to know that if you want to get involved, you can go to SeattleMLKCoalition.org and all the information's on there. So, Bobby, give us an update on what's going on uh, with uh, the program committee and give us your perspective of the efforts of the organization uh, for this year. Well, I think this year has been at least in all the time I've been associated with it, a very smooth process. There's been a lot of uh, great collaboration across the age and race spectrum, which is something that, you know, you couldn't always say. So I think we've made great progress on having a very collegial environment uh, in terms of the MLK planning process. Um, also, this year, in terms of our program, we are we've actually going to be fortunate enough to bring in a nationally uh, renowned poet uh, a scribe called Quest. He's from uh, New Orleans. He's a part of the uh, taking down the statues of the old Confederate mm. soldiers. So we're really excited about having him this year, as well as a lot of local talent. Uh, there's a vice principal for Lincoln High School who's going to be speaking uh, at the MLK celebration. Logic. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, been on this program before uh, yeah. because they do the griot parties, and we'll probably have yeah. one real soon. They got one coming up. But go right ahead, Bobby. Right, and he's just a you know amazing speaker, and uh, obviously we have some other people like uh, Michelle Storms and just 
we're going to have a lot of talent there this year, and we always do, but I think this year we did a really good job of, of having a lot of, you know, frankly, a lot of black people participate in the program uh, specifically. So I'm proud of that, given that uh, we are sort of being moved out of, of the neighborhood. It's sort of a return to the program's roots in terms of bringing in prominent uh, black people from our communities perform inside of our community that day. So that's kind of how I would describe the program this year. It's basically probably 90 to 95% done. If there's people who do want to participate at this point, they would be participating uh, in the rally outdoors. Uh, but, man, it's been a pretty smooth process, and we're pretty much ready to go, Eddie. We are okay. pretty much ready to go. Well, you know what, uh, Bobby, you guys have been doing an outstanding job, and uh, you've had a lot of folks uh, who have been working with you, some very dedicated people. So, uh, uh, man, I really appreciate what you've been doing. And like I said, I really do want you to look real closely at this uh, McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development. Uh, we do need to have some young folks in there. Hey, we're not, we're not teenagers anymore, <laughs> and we want to make sure that this thing is passed off in the good hands yes. and to make sure that uh, you know uh, things uh, go like they should go in terms of uplifting our community and actually having a uh, – having a, uh, a, a hub like next year, for example, uh, the Martin Luther King meetings will be at that facility yeah. like they were before. It'll just right. be, it'll be updated. It'll be a, a, a lot more accommodating, but we will have a permanent home. And I would actually envision uh, the coalition having a office in that facility right. so we can talk about uh, the works of Dr. King, uh, you know, like on a daily basis. And there are mm -hmm. whole, so many things, so many needs in the community and I think the CLMLK Organizing Coalition is a group because it's so diverse. It would be good to have those folks uh, involved uh, there on a daily basis. So I want I pre really appreciate what you've been doing. And I'm going to send you the information about uh, this uh, selection committee and board stuff as well as the, uh, the funding uh, that was announced yesterday by the governor's office. So, Bobby, keep up the good work. Uh, I will uh, happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you and your family. And I'll see you at our next MLK meeting. Uh, or And uh, like I said, if you have any questions about the McKinney uh, Center for Community and Economic Development, I want you to give me a call right away because we need your support and your input. But I do have a comment on that before we get off. It's important to, for people to realize that, you know, Reverend McKinney was Dr. King's roommate in college and actually pledged Alpha with him. And so you, you think about how historic of a person he was, it's only right that we honor uh, his memory by making sure that that facility stays in our community. There you go. Thank you, Thank you sir. Thank Talk you. to you soon, Bobby. All right. Bye. Okay, our next guest is uh, Tamika Mosley, and Tamika has a company, and she is uh, with Health and Wellness, and she's a published author. And so, uh, Tamika, why don't you go ahead and, uh, and share with our listeners exactly what you're doing, because we have about six or seven minutes. And I'm going to have you back on because you're doing so many things now. <laughs> so why don't, you, why don't you narrow it down for us? Okay. Thank you, Eddie. I appreciate uh, And give us the name of your company. I have, a, I have an email and on Facebook. Tamika okay. is the founder of Everything Health LLC. She's a U.S. veteran, published author, global speaker, sickle cell advocate, Health and Wellness consult Consultant. So that's a mouthful. Go right ahead. Yeah, so my journey uh, <clears throat> started about 10 years ago when I had a child born with a fatal blood disease called sickle cell. So that's how all of this kind of was birthed into existence. Uh, my son suffered multiple crises, and sickle cell is a very debilitating and fatal blood disease that millions are dying from all over the, the uh, world. But after watching my son suffer for one year, I started uh, understanding that the medications were not helping him because Western drugs treat symptoms versus natural herbs treat the root cause. So I just started researching herbs and plant-based foods, and uh, it's been 10 years, and my son has not had a crisis. And uh, with that, <clears throat> we, we're doing a, a lot of work in Africa because there's millions in Africa who is dying from sickle cell mm. so uh we we do a lot of work there i'll be going to U uganda next year uh raising uh, awareness about sickle cell but uh to add to that i've been here in washington for a year and a half and i've done a lot of speaking engagements and so the other part of what i do is educate people on how not to die 
So I educate people on the proper nutrition, the things we should be eating, things that we should not be eating. These things are really making us sick. And educating people on essential minerals and vitamins, especially African-Americans, that can avoid and prevent a lot of the chronic issues that we are faced with today, such as diabetes, hypertension, autoimmune disease, stroke, congested heart failure, and even cancer. And just educating people to know that, you know, if you do have these issues, we can definitely manage and reverse them. And just teaching people how to eat, how to even go about in life to prevent all these conditions from happening. And that's my main goal is to get into the communities and start educating people on how to prevent all of these things. And I think once we teach the kids and the youth and the parents on preventions and they know what to do, we can cut down on so much sickness and, and, and death. Because right now in the United States, we have sick care. We don't have health care. And that that's so uh, how can people uh, reach you? How can they uh, go on your give us your all your information about your website and anything else that you have that out there that folks can read up on? Yeah. So my website is www.ssnaturalhealing.com. And actually, from my web, my website, all my social media platforms are there, my Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. So I'm constantly posting on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook all the time, very valuable information that can be helpful to people and their, you know, while they're on their health journey. I do consult with people as well, so people with health issues, uh, they can definitely uh, book co- uh, consultations with me, and I go over their, you know, eating regimen. Uh, I give them customized certain herb, uh, herbal regimens for them to mm. follow to, you know, get them over these sickness that they're dealing with. But, yeah, for, so that's my website, and they can definitely reach me there. My email address is info at ssnaturalhealing.com. Okay. Now, uh, uh, do you have any events coming up where you'll be presenting or speaking? I have the next event I have is going to actually be in Sacramento, California. Okay. Uh, that's going to be March 7th. Okay. Well, yes. you know, you and, m- might consider uh, uh, checking out the Seattle Martin Luther King event. Yes. Uh, having a table up there to uh, share your information as well. Uh, yeah. I would suggest okay. that you do that as well. That's where you'll, thousands of people will be coming through there, yeah. and a lot of those folks okay. will be very interested in what you're doing. So, Tamika, okay. I, I want to thank you very much, and we'll have you back on because you have a lot of information to share, <laughs> but I want to make sure that our listeners can go to your website and get the information they need. Give it to us one more time. Yes, so my website is www.ss naturalhealing.com All right now. Okay, Tamika. Thank you so much, Eddie, and I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I also want to let people know that you were a panelist. I moderated a panel on uh, Saturday, Fathers and Sons Together. Uh, Tamika Mosley was on the panel, made a presentation. Mayor Jenny Durkin was there. Uh, Larry Wilmore, one of the co-founders with Kathy Wilmore, they sponsored the whole event. Uh, We also had Dr. Ben Danielson, uh, medical director of Odessa Brown Children's Clinic. We had Dr. Ed Taylor, who is a vice provost yeah. at the University of Washington. And what's Dee's last? Boy, I miss Dee. <laughs> Dee Dee, the real estate lady, was on there. Yeah. I, I co- reached out to her to have her on. <clears throat> so hopefully we can have her on next because we de- definitely got to have people taking care of creating some black home ownership. Right. And I'm talking to some pastors about that right now. So, Tamika, keep in touch with me. And you got something coming up, let me know. Uh, if you're going to be speaking somewhere or anything like that, let me know. We'll have you back on the air. Okay. Thank you so much, Eddie, and I appreciate it. Okay. Happy take holidays care. to you. Okay. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and come back with uh, Alan Bell from the Royal Esquire Club after this. Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an Orca card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. All right, now, Gary got the Christmas holiday spirit going on, Urban Forum, this afternoon. Our next guest is uh, Alan Bell, coordinator of the uh, Royal Esquire Club's uh, Saturday Bazaar 
and uh, uh, Alan, uh, man, I'm glad that you're doing this. And why don't you share with our listeners exactly what, uh, how you came about coming up with the bazaar, and also uh, what uh, people can expect. And I know the doors open at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Well, well, the doors open at 11 o'clock. It's really interesting because um, the bazaar, as you guys well know, the Esquire has been around since 1948. We're one of the oldest African American clubs in the United States, and under the leadership of uh, Bruce Harrell and President Roberto Jordan, we have grown exponentially. So basically, just a little background on the club, we have three major events. We have Icon Night, where we uh, serve, uh, honor icons in our community. We have Soul Food Night, which we, we, we showcase uh, soul food restaurants in our community. And our biggest event was our uh, Black and White Ball, where we give scholarships to serving students in our community. We have honor themes uh, like Mother in the Community. And this year we did Service to Community, and Eddie Rye, you were a recipient of that. Thank uh, you. Yeah. And Clarence Acock. And, uh, you know, I just have the honor of being the MC of these events, and we feel that uh, it is our responsibility uh, as Roy Esquire to give back to our community through nonprofits, uh, with small businesses, and also to, you know, doing events like voter registration and getting the, voter, getting the votes out, the voters out and get them to vote. Um, uh, now to bring you to move forward to the um, Holiday Bazaar. Last year, as you all know, uh, we uh, put in new carpet in the Esquire, and uh, we are responsible for making sure that it's clean. So we were cleaning the carpets. We removed all the tables, and I was looking around like, wow, what an incredible space this is. So uh, I got together with some of our team. We came up with the idea of bringing in vendors, bringing in a soulful Santa, and doing a toy giveaway for the children as giving back to the community, and the bazaar was born last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's uh, get into Paul. the d- details of that. Now, how does the bazaar work? The doors open at 11 o'clock. The doors, the doors are at 11, and it's a free event. Everyone is welcome. Uh, the toys, we'll have toys from Toys for Tots, and at first come, first serve, we'll have probably over 200 toys for the kids. Uh, the pictures are free, courtesy of uh, Smile Patrol, and we'll have a Soulful Santa Reggie Ball, and everything is free. We'll have about 16 vendors. Uh, the good thing about the vendors is we'll have a lot of African-American art there, African-American items there, uh, items that you cannot get in your local stores. Uh, so it's going to be a really good event. Also, our in-house restaurant, Comfort Zone, will be open for comfort food. I know folks have been there, but it's a great restaurant. And this is our second annual. Uh, last year was very successful, and we expect it to be even more successful this year. And now, in terms of uh, what ages uh, of the young folks, what are the ages? For the kids, well, we, we're probably looking at from zero probably up to about 12 or 13. Okay. Although last year we had a lot of parents, uh, you know, taking pictures with Santa and things like that. So we kind of just, we're real flexible with that. Okay. Well, that's great. So, uh, and in terms of, you said the restaurant will be open, but I'm sure you guys will yeah. be giving, providing some kind of little yeah. finger food, right? Well, actually, we don't. There is a charge for the restaurant. We do have vendors there that we're providing finger foods and things like that okay. that you probably can sample. Uh, but the restaurant is, is a business, and they're just open for business. And okay. last year, uh, a lot of people were excited about that. They had never been there, and I'm sure a lot of those folks will be back, partly because of the restaurant. They're, they're very good. Well, I've been seeing uh, a whole bunch of people living in the neighborhood walk out the yeah. restaurant with to-go packages. Me. That's the lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. not only that, they have Uber Eats, and we, they get a lot of Uber Eats and things like that. As a matter of fact, as Esquires, you know, we spend, as members of the Esquire, we spend our time, our talent, our treasure to, to make that the jewel of the community. We want it to be the go-to for the community, and and the comfort zone and our Wednesday meetings every Wednesday, they provide us food for the Esquires at, at our leadership meetings every Wednesday. So I want to definitely want to thank them for that, but they have great food. And, again, uh, I just want to reiterate a shout-out to all the Esquires that are responsible uh, for this event because without us and all our aspires, this would not happen. And yep. again, we, we feel it's our responsibility to give back to the community in which we serve. Now, so, so for Santa, Santa Reggie Ball, he got, didn't he just get an award too? Yes, yes. Of the year. Now, Reggie, you're correct. And at the black and white, where we, where we give away our scholarship, we also honor the Esquire of the Year. And that's the Esquire that has performed above and beyond with his service for the past year, and Reggie Ball was given that prestigious award. And now, and he'll be giving away those toys. He's going to be the one handing out the, to- the toys. Toys are free. I well, Santa will be handing out the toys. As, as a coordinator, I'll be working with the vendors and Excellent. making sure that everything is going smooth. I'll be there uh, at the event, making sure everything is going smoothly. So, if anybody has any questions, ask for Alan Bell. I'll be there to answer any questions that they might have. 
Well, Alan, man, we certainly uh, appreciate you taking the lead on this thing, man, and bringing uh, joy to our community and helping the kids and uh, giving the parents something to do on that Saturday. So uh, we really do appreciate we really do appreciate your work. So thank you very much well, for thank, your time. Well, thank you. One more thing I just said at our meeting last night. Uh, it was really kind of funny. At our meeting last night, I was making sure we could help with the setup, and I was telling all the guys, there's four words I want to, I want to talk to you guys about, these four words. It's for the kids. Let's All right. Okay. You know what, Alan? When you drop that, you got just a bomb. <laughs> How can anybody yeah, go is. against that? <laughs> yeah, it's for the kids. Yeah. All right. So anyway, again, thank you for having us, and we look forward to a great turnout. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you, Alan yeah. Bell, the Royal Esquire Club. And I want to also add that on the front page of the medium today, um, Mary, uh, flowers just for you, has uh, was had an eviction notice, but... Uh, looking up the front page of the media, the black community has stepped up. I put a call into uh, the mayor's office. I haven't heard back yet, but I understand that uh, in this whole move and stuff, uh, she was shortchanged significantly. Uh, other businesses don't have to go through that. She should not have to go through it either. Right. I also want to congratulate uh, Melvin Nobles, Jr., who has been named the executive director of Friends of the Children, the Tacoma chapter. And uh, this uh, Saturday also... Uh, the toys that were collected by, by the Seattle Medium Z Twins annual toy drive will be handed out at CAYA uh, on uh, Saturday. So uh, you can read the medium about that. And then every Thursday night, uh, Latanya La- uh, La- and Michelle will be welcoming you to Rumba Notes Lounge for some of the best live music, spoken word uh, in the city. So every Thursday night at Rumba Notes, you can check that out. Uh, and then the Kinfolk, Kinfolk Annual Toy Drive, this is the fourth annual. It's my son, Devon. He's, he started it. But we have a ton of toys, too, that he's taking to two different uh, shelter facilities for children. And I think that's been, but also on tomorrow, the Saturday, the 21st, uh, there's going to be Winter Jazz Land at Pratt Park, and that's uh, featuring the Joe Brazil uh, Legacy Band and uh uh, Joe Brazil is Tana Yasu's uh, great uncle, and I'm not going to put Tana's phone number out here, but <laughs> if you look at the facts at the back, you see an ad for the Winter Jazz Land Festival, and that's going to be uh, starting at noon on Saturday at Pratt Park, 1800 uh, South Main Street. Uh, so want to make sure you know about those and, events. And Go ahead. the office up at uh, Langston Hughes. So if, you need to, if you're near Langston Hughes, you can stop by and see her. Oh, so it's going to be at Langston Hughes as well. Okay. That's where she has her office. Okay. Well, that's good. And uh, I want to make sure you know that uh, Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by Sound Transit's Labor Compliance and uh, Small, Small Business Development Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Office, the Port of Seattle's a Diversity Contracting Office, Conscourse Concessions, SeaTac Bar Group, LLC, Stephanie Yoga with SoulSys Media, and I want to say happy birthday on Friday to my brother Tony, uh, and also known as Reggie Rye, Roman Williams. Saturday is my brother-in-law, Herman DePierre. On Sunday is my little sister, uh, Brenda Rye. So I want to say happy birthday to all of them, everybody else that was born in December. So we'll be talking with you again next week. Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye out. Glad to see that Eric is back spinning the tunes.